You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. It's me, it's Chris Meany, and we are back for more, baby. It's Wednesday, and don't forget, tomorrow we're going to have a show, too, because we uh, took off Monday, so normally we're off on Thursday, but not this week. Because Monday was a really light slate, only four games. So we wanted to make sure you got the best of us, baby. And the best of us will be here tomorrow on Thursday. So make sure you check that out. But Chris Meany, let me tell you something. If people listened to the show yesterday, they made money on that Texas game all over the place. They made money on Mr. Ryu. They made money if they faded away from the smelter. Because if you played smelter, you got smelted. <laughs> you smelt what the rock is cooking. We're back <laughs> oh, again. That's two rock. days in a row with a rock reference now. Yeah. Now we're in trouble. Yeah, we are in trouble. But no, yesterday was good, Joe. And it's just nice to have some of those days. It's nice to hear some feedback from, you know, some of our listeners as well, having, you know, some success yeah, Smeltzer, we, we faded him. He was very popular. We were right about that. He's, he's been the fantasy darling in the community over the past week. Everybody's grabbing to get him on the waiver wire. We questioned some of his strikeout totals in, in AAA. And, you know, Francisco Lindor helped us out. He got a couple home runs there. And how about the Texas Rangers and the Baltimore Orioles? Ooh, 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 23 goodness. runs. 23 runs. The over-under was like 11 yesterday, right? We and were you like, know what? Oh. It went down. It actually oh, went down. I meant to message it. you. Yeah, we, it was at 11. We said, man, that's going to go up to 11 and a half. I've seen 12 before. And it went down to 10 and a half. So if you got oh. 11, you got the push. But it didn't matter because both teams got to that number anyways. So, yeah, it was, it was positive. And you're just going to have to continue to, you know, pick on Drew Smiley because that guy – I can't imagine him being in the league for too much longer, Joe. No, he can't imagine it either. Well, look, look, let's get at it. Let's, let's pat ourselves in the back, and then we'll take ourselves to task about what we got right and what we got wrong yesterday. Uh, Dwight Smith Jr., by the way, boy, that kid's having a heck of a year. Three hits against six RBI in that one. Uh, we did talk a ton about uh, the Rangers, too, about Chu, uh, Estrubal Cabrera. All those guys were in play, Andrews. And if you played them, my goodness, you had a good day. Mazzara, too, all of those guys. So that was a winner for sure. We talked at length about the Marlins. We were oh, all yes. over the Marlins yesterday. And guess what? They Now, I didn't get my home run from Harold Ramirez, but they, I did get 16 runs from the Marlins there. Uh, Cooper, who had four hits, uh, just tremendous. Ramirez had two hits. I was talking about Alfaro. If you're, you know, you're playing this, you know, where you got to play a catcher and, and DK, I would strongly consider Alfaro in this one. Well, I hope you did because it was a good day for him too. He had a couple hits, but – my goodness, the, I think the, the call of the day was definitely us fading on Smelter because what was the ownership on him? It, ha, it was pretty damn high. I think it was like in the 50%. Like it was, it was yeah, high. One of mine had 48 in, you know, in a tournament full of – We uh, told you so. Yeah, there was a good 20,000 in that one, and he was just – I was pretty shocked actually to see it that high. I thought it would be – you know, because he was in that mid-range, but there's some other guys in that range that, you know, you could have went to. But, yeah, I mean, Miami, Joe, It's I've never seen this before. I mean, 11 runs in the fifth, and every single person in their lineup picked up an RBI in I know. that inning. 
That's in crazy. that inning. Not just in the game, in that inning. So, unbelievable. Oh, I didn't realize it was in the inning. It was in, in the, the inning. inning. Oh, in the God, inning. Oh, I thought it was just I've, in the game. No, wow. I've never, ever seen that before. And it's, Is that a record? That has it, to have happened. I was searching right? around last night for to see if it actually was a record. You know, I couldn't find out. For them, it was a franchise record, obviously, scoring 11 runs in one inning. But, um, you know, yeah, I'm looking at it here right now, just the box score. I mean, it's oh. – from Will, from Will Manso, who covers the Giants, <laughs> he was just looking into the game, and he said every single player in the Marlins lineup had an RBI in the fifth inning, and you go through it, and it's just – it's nuts to see. It's, it's crazy. It goes through the score. Ramirez starts it. Barrow, Russ, Lopez got in the action. Cooper, of course, Granderson. Everybody, everybody picked up an RBI in the inning. And you know what? Miami – Starting to score some runs in their first 41 games of the season, 105 runs in their last 17 games, 99 runs. They basically reached their total in, in half, less than half of the games that they did yeah, in, the, in the first part of the season. So <clears throat> keep an eye on them. Well, yeah, and keep an eye on them. And, and look, if Lopez pitched well too, I mean, shut out seven, what he, six, seven innings yesterday. I mean, just another yeah. good one from him. I'll tell you though, we, you know, we really, uh, Bieber, you know, is my gem of the day though, because we were, we were, Talking Beautiful about that, you. you know, because it just it was so obvious that people were going to go that. You know, he had the one good start. He was he was cost efficient. The Twins have been rolling, and it's just it's just begging. It's begging for tournament play on the Cleveland side, especially with the price Lindor was yesterday too. I mean, we talked at length yesterday about Bieber and Lindor, so hope you got that right. Now we ran away from the Mets and uh, the Giants game, which was smart because yeah. although both guys put up quality starts, neither would were great fantasy strikeout days. Uh, Snell, we kind of faded away from, which was good. Now Strasburg got the win, but he didn't pitch well. He gave up five runs. He didn't uh, start so, strong at all, no. Yeah, but Aaron Hicks was good. Oh, we basically let off the show with Aaron Hicks yesterday, and he went yard. I should have picked Aaron Hicks to go yard yesterday. I'm mad I, at myself. I actually slipped. That slipped by me. Aaron Hicks went yard. Nice. Yeah, I like that's that. Right. It's about, yeah. yeah. And it's about all time, we did was right? talk we about said. Aaron Hicks in the first five minutes of the show yesterday. <laughs> after right. we talked about the rock films, you know, that's pretty much it. And then look, things we got wrong. Montas Paddock. was good. Montas was good, but I, uh, was he not good enough? For, yeah, no, you're not, not for the price that you have to spend the price. 10 K or whatever it was, but he was, he was at least solid. Um, yeah. That yeah, kind of wrong on that one for you know from my part. And look, we're wrong on Paddock. <clears throat> you know, we kind of like Paddock as a fade, but I'm sure everybody liked Paddock as a fade. And he was bound to have a bad outing, and Philly was bound to you know even a blind squirrel finds a nut once in a while. And speaking of the Phillies too, Andrew McCutcheon out for the year. That's oh my god, blow. just keep piling on, Chris. Yeah, that's a big blow. I I feel I feel sorry for Andrew McCutcheon. Um, you know, I was really liking him in Philadelphia. It was good for him, kind of you know, rejuvenate his career. Um, so yeah, it's tough. I don't, I wonder what they're, what they're going to do. And, you know, sticking with the Phillies, it was a good first day for Jay Bruce. He had three hits, two home runs and six RBI. So I'm keeping an eye on him going forward. He'll probably move up the order in the lineup. I wonder what they'll do if they'll go Hernandez, you know, the Hernandez led off the yesterday, but you wonder if Segura jumps into that leadoff spot and guys move up the order. So tough blow for Andrew McCutcheon for sure. All right. So that was yesterday. That was Tuesday. Today's Wednesday. It's a new day. Yes, it is. So let's get at it. Now, Chris, we got a couple of day games here on the slate, which I am not in love with. I got to be honest with you. I'm just not. Uh, we've got the White Sox and Nationals, the Dodgers and D-backs, and we've got the Phillies and the Padres. Those last two games are at 340 on the East Coast time. So looking at this one, my early, my gut feeling is Padres. And I know it's kind of wacky because they lost last night and they, the Phillies put up a big 
uh, a big one there in terms of runs. But I, I don't know, man. I mean, you, the Phillies are going to do it two days in a row. You know, that, that's kind of my feeling. <laughs> yeah. I like Lucchese as a pitcher. I think the lefty kind of neutralizes Harper just a tad, uh, neutralizes guys like Jay Bruce too. The guy I do like in that lineup is Kingery going forward too. As we all know on FanDuel, they're slow on the uptake in terms of the younger guys and the pricing. So uh, Kingery is, is super uh, affordable in this one. He is 2.8. So I can understand ownership there. But for me, Annabelle Sanchez, uh, Duplantier, Dylan Kobe. I mean, it seems like a lot more offense than anything. I think Kenta Maeda is the chalk. I think that Lucchese is the, is the tournament arm. And after that, I just think you try to get as many bats as you can in this one because I think it's offense to carry this. Personally, I stay away from it, but what's your feeling? Yeah, I stay away too. I mean, I don't love it, to be honest with you. If I was going to play, I'd go over on FanDuel, and I would go LaCasey, or I would just risk it with Annabelle Sanchez. I mean, it is what it is. There's only six pitchers to choose from. Covey's a high-contact guy. So the Nationals starting to break out a little bit. And Arietta's a high-contact guy. He's given up at least seven hits in, in five of his last eight starts. And he's, he ranks near the top in just terms of allowing contact. I mean, heading into this start right now, it's at 83%. I mean, he's an 80% contact guy for his career. And Covey gives up the most contact in baseball. So I, there's just more value over on FanDuel. Like, Howie Kendrick is playing really good. Getting a lot of questions about him lately. He's a career 300 hitter. He, back when the Angels were the best team in baseball, he actually led that team in hits. He doesn't get a lot of respect. Brian Dozier got hurt yesterday. On DK, Joe, he's 5'8". Five, 5'8", eight. Five, eight, there's no way you can do that. Over on FanDuel, he's 2'9". It's much easier to get him in if you want to take a shot on Matt Adams. Like, How just, does that happen? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Like, I, I get it, DraftKings. I understand that, you know, you're on Howie Kendrick in the hot streak. He's hitting 331 on the year. He yeah, went yard yesterday. I mean, if you want to go Annabelle Sanchez today, nine. I get it as a default. Like, I get it. Yeah, I mean, You know, just because they're at home and the White Sox aren't great and Dylan Kobe's not great. You know, I, yeah, that's it's fine. I get that. But I don't love it. No, I don't either. I that I have a good feeling about yeah, exactly. You, you, you know, you, you probably shy away, to be honest. But if you do want to play, that's the way I would go. I would go Lucchese, Sanchez, and I'd stack up on bats. Like, even still the Dodgers. Does FanDuel not understand that this is the second-best team in baseball in terms I told, of offense? I told you. I have a theory about this. My theory is that they try to get late-game action by making Dodgers more affordable. And, and I think they're, it's probably working. So, therefore, they keep it that way. If it was tight, I think people will go, ah, do I want to get involved in the late slate? Eh. Oh, look, you know, they look at it and they go, oh, look, the Dodgers are affordable. And yeah. they'll go in there and they'll play it. And they probably get a lot of new gameplay on it, a lot of chalky gameplay on it. And that's fine because all they want is gameplay. Verdugo is 2-8. Corey Seager's starting to heat up. He's 3-9. Justin Turner's 3-5. I think he's one of the better hitters. Right, and that's the thing. Like, it carries over because they're not going to – they're, they're not yeah. going to fix it just for one off day game. Yeah. They, they've said it in there that Dodgers are going to be – a little bit cheaper because, and I think that's fine. Like I, I think if it stimulates gameplay, that's, that's perfectly fine. You know, it's, you know, spoiler alert. It's not all about run differentials and ballpark factors and, and all that crap. Okay. Right. There's a lot more business stuff going into some of these algorithms too. So don't fool yourselves. Okay. So if, if you want to believe me, I work for them. <laughs> I, I know how it works. All right, so uh, let's talk about the evening slate here and get to it. We got Kevin Gossman against Joe Musgrove. If ever there were two pitchers that we have been hot and cold on and they have been hot and cold, it's these two guys. I am scared out of my mind with this matchup. Atlanta was good yesterday, that's for sure. Uh, I know that um, Melky was good yesterday too. I don't know, man. Brian Reynolds has been hot. 
He's very affordable on FanDuel too. All the, you know, the Pirates are very affordable. You know, Gregory Polanco still, Starling Marte still, all guys in the threes. Reynolds 3.3. But, I mean, Austin Riley just doesn't stop hitting. Man, he doesn't. And there's, and there's such clutch homers too. Like yesterday was a three-run shot, I think, when they were down. I th- and had it, and then last weekend against Detroit, they were down, and he hit another three-run shot. He just keeps hitting. At JD, we mentioned yesterday, he hit a home run. Maybe he starts to heat up a little bit. He's a value guy. It's unbelievable what Austin Riley is doing. I think he has, like, under fewer than 80 at-bats and already, you know, nine homers. Like, it's it's crazy what he's doing right now. Keep an eye on the weather. There's – what I've noticed today, just, you know, glancing, we are talking to you guys earlier, there's a lot of, you know – weather games here tonight and this is one of them the wind right now is blowing out 11 miles to the left but there's a chance of some rain i can't I, i'm with you i can't side on any of these pitchers i want nothing to do with them yeah, and i'm just gonna, anything i'm gonna side with the braves offense dude because yeah, in the last two games to. over the last 11 innings musgrove has given up 21 hits and yeah. that's a problem for me and Good i'm time. just looking at a trend and i'm looking at that and i'm saying to myself all right this guy's leaving the ball up in the zone this guy you know it's one thing if you're walking guys that's bad but it's another thing if you're getting hit that's that's another thing too, and that's very troublesome against a good lineup that makes a ton of contact. So if anything, Atlanta Braves lineup, you can keep both these pitchers. I want nothing to do with them. They're all yours. Anybody who wants to, to play with yeah, them, no, I feel you. All right, you got the Yankees and Blue Jays matching up again. Now this one I love. Line Star app loves it again too. Uh, James Paxton, who is 10K over on uh, the Fanduel side. And he is, let's look at it, 11-3 on DK. So super expensive. I love this on the FanDuel side. Linestar app loves it on FanDuel too. He's one of the top return on investment pitchers. Last time he only, he went limited time in that first start back. So I think what they were, I think you're going to see a lot longer leash for Paxson tonight. And I think uh, for him, there's a really, this is a really favorable matchup for him against Toronto. So I'm all in tonight on Mr. Paxson. Yeah, you should be. Yeah, I agree with everything you just said. I mean, he was so good in that first start and he was on a pitch limit so he wasn't going to go deep in that game regardless but I think it's an opportunity to to roll him out and I think it's an opportunity maybe to I know the Yankees are going to be expensive but Hicks is still reasonably priced Hicks and Torres man Hicks yep. three seven for Torres three three for Hicks someone asked us a question yesterday what's your ideal number of stacking guys and things like that and I I say I like three personally I think that's the good number we do a lot of pairings on this show a lot of duos of two guys from a lineup we like a lot who are more cost efficient just so we have a piece of the game. I'm all for that too, but I don't like to go, you know, only in rare circumstances like Colorado or Texas and things like that when there's games there, will I go four in a lineup. I got yeah. that's something that really pushes me. I'm not a big fan of that. I'm not a big fan of that either. In cash, I don't really stack at all. But yeah, in tournaments, if you're looking to be, I guess, different, you could go four or five. But three is a I agree, three is a is a solid number. You're not totally invested into one team in case they flop. You know, if you have if you had five from the Texas Baltimore game, you were good. But if you had, you know, five from, you know, say Cleveland last night, for example, and you know, you were in a tough spot. But if well, you I'll, I'll go right back or... to the same well I was in yesterday, which is Hicks, Sanchez, Torres, three, three, four, three, oh, yeah. three, seven on FanDuel. On DK, obviously, this whole Yankees grouping is much more difficult because Sanchez is five, six, Torres is four, seven, and Paxson's eleven, three. So it's probably a fade on DK, but it's a play on FanDuel today. Uh, Tyler Beatty is going to face Jason Vargas. There <laughs> oh, we go. Hey. These guys have been brutal this year. Yeah. Well, you know, they've been brutal this year, yet Vargas. I, I turn, almost, in our, turn in the corner? Uh, look, I don't, I don't know if I want to say this out loud. I feel like this Do is. Um, uh, I don't know. Turning a corner? I don't know. I mean, he had 
seven innings, six strikeouts in his last start. The start before that, he went five innings, struck out five guys. I mean, he's been putting up points, positive points, three straight starts. I still am not going to buy it, no matter how bad the Giants are. The game log is actually pretty impressive. I know it's gotten better, but I guess three of the last five, it's been one run. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Six straight. You know what the funny part is? You look at the uh, the Vegas totals here. This is what like an eight and a half, right? Yeah. So I don't I don't know. I mean, the way these offenses have been. I mean, I know San Fran kind of exploded later there in that one against the Mets bullpen, but I don't know, man. Like this one's kind of like I'm I'm betting the under on this one. I just I feel like there's gonna be one of these games where you look up and you go, really? It's just gonna be just bleh. I'll tell you yeah. what though. From watching yesterday's Met game, the one takeaway I did have, which is Todd Frazier's hitting the ball hard everywhere. Mm. So he's just 2.8. I know you're rolling your eyes just saying Todd Frazier, but Todd Frazier, Wilson Ramos, those are two guys. And Jeff McNeil back in that lineup to 2.7. Yeah, I like that. You can have some shares of the Mets, you know, especially McNeil against the right-handed pitcher Tyler Beattie. I, I, I got to tell you, I think that there's some opportunity there with the Mets offense. We saw Pete Alonso go yard again yesterday, and that was a bomb. A bomb was it bomb. ever a bomb? Holy crap, man. Let me talk about it's one of those like instant when you hit it, you go, whoa. <laughs> Just watch it go, man. Yeah, Unbelievable. He's, he's very impressive. And my one issue with these, and I could actually see, you know, people wanting to get nuts with with Vargas. Uh, my one problem with both of these guys and BD as well is just their walks. I mean, you look at the game log and it seems like they're starting to, you know, only a few runs each from both of them. And BD's had three straight outings where it's been two or fewer runs. It's just the walks, right? It's at least three walks for BD in his last three starts. It's at least three walks and four of the last six starts for Vargas. Like it's just, that's all it is. is and that's why I can't really totally yeah. get. And I don't, and I'll get, uh, let me restate again. The Mets are a fan duel play today. They, they are. are not a DK play They're I don't like the return on investment there where you got to go four and a half for Ramos or, you know, you got to go even four. Todd Frazier's four. I know. 4K for Todd Frazier. And he's a no. free square on Fandle with extreme and with a really high ceiling because yeah, he's like, like I said, he's hitting the ball hard. Every the one out he made yesterday was a shot up the middle and panic just happened to be right there. So, I mean, he's just hitting the ball hard. Uh, Charlie Morton, 11-6 on DK against Spencer Turnbull. This one's in Detroit. Turnbull's 8.6. Charlie Morton just 10.4 on Fandle. So, you're getting a bit of a discount on there. Look, Morton's been tremendous. I I got no issue with Morton. He'll be less owned than some other pitchers on this slate, I think, because it's a road start. I'm fine with it. Again, I I don't get super excited about this Rays offense. Austin Meadows has been brilliant. I'm fine owning him on a one-off. But 5'8", you just can't do it on DK. I'm sorry, no. you can't do it. On FanDuel 4'4", it's even pushing the limit. But I don't know, man. Do you have anything else to add in this one today? Uh, not really. The Rays are super popular. Yesterday, they were projected as like the, the, the highest owned stack, which kind of surprised me a little bit considering how many teams were in good spots yesterday. I like Morton. I think he's a good fallback option if you want to just kind of get away from Chris Sale who who will get to or James Paxson I think those like he fits into that like top three range for me like those are the three studs I'll, I'll roll with because Martin ha- uh, Morton has been good like he's got 11 K per nine he's got 83 strikeouts in 67 innings he's only walked 27 over that span um, yeah he keeps the ball on the ground so there's there's a, actually a, a lot for me you know to like about Charlie Morton like just looking at the game log Joe he's only allowed more than three runs in one start this year and it came against the Red Sox that was early in the year so he's on a heck of a run uh yeah uh definitely uh, the the price on DK I think is prohibitive though 11-6 for Morton is 
as good as he is, it's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. A and lot. but but you will cuz he's more than Paxton, right? It's like, oh, he's more than yeah. bucks and he's more than Chris Sale. So you save yourself a bunch of money there. You know, you could get him at a lower ownership. Sometimes it's contrarian to spend up I mean, on he's, a high price pitcher. He's a thousand yeah. more than Sale tonight. Yeah. Like everyone is going to go to Sale. Like I mean, well, and and I don't know if that's wrong. You know, no. there's sometimes where it's, you know, where it's like, oh my god, it's 60-70% ownership, but it's it's not wrong. No. You just got to find the best combination of sale lineup that night. Yeah, exactly. And we'll help you do that as we go and continue on the show here. We already talked about some of that. But on the FanDuel side, I want to see the difference between the two of them pricing-wise because sales eleven five, and then Morton is 10-4. So on the FanDuel side, it's the inverse. Yeah. Tonight. So I think, I think you go with Morton on the FanDuel side. On the DK side, you go with sale and you take that, especially – you want that discount on sale because, I mean, Morton and the secondary pitcher, that's a tough market. You're going to have to be slumming it with the Jason Varguses of the world in order to make it even work, I think. And I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> no, it's, it's a little risky. You get yourself more, more balance for sure if you just – you drop down and you save yourself like all that money with sale. It's like a thousand dollar difference. All right. Let's talk about this one here. Cause this one's got a lot of implications too. We're back into the twins in Cleveland, which, you know, this is going to be dicey. This is one, you know, yesterday we got this right. So I want to get it right again. I want, I want to crush this series. That's my personal goal this week is to absolutely crush this series. And so far we're one for one. So let's see if we can do it again. My boy, Martin Perez against Carlos Carrasco. So Carrasco clearly the bigger name pitcher on the board. Now, Martin Perez, just to kind of go through the backlog a little here, last start, not great, only lasted two and a third. Uh, the start before that, he went five innings, meh. The start before that, very good. The start before it, like the three starts before that, very good. He's hit a rough patch. Yeah. So over his last seven innings, he's got six strikeouts, but the ERA has gone up. He's given up 12 hits in those last uh, seven innings. Not a great scenario for him. Can he write the ship against Carlos Carrasco? Because Carrasco is basically the same price on FanDuel. He's 9-3. Perez is 8-9 on the FanDuel side. On the DK side, total difference. Because Martin Perez is 7-4, Carlos Carrasco 9. So Cleveland a heavier favorite for sure on the DK side. What's your take on this one, Chris? Yeah, Carrasco hasn't been good either, really. No, he hasn't. Overall, you look and you're just like, okay, 4.98 ERA. He's allowed 11 runs in his last two outings against Chicago and Tampa. That's the White Sox, not the Cubs. And he's allowed six bombs in his last three starts and 14 on the season. So I don't have any faith in Carlos Carrasco. Like, yeah, I'm sure he'll rack up a few Ks like he did in his earlier start in the year against Minnesota. But he also allowed 10 hits and six runs in four innings against them. So I, I'm not feeling Carrasco. I think I think Perez could bounce back. He he could be maybe like a low ownership guy that you can take a shot on. But I don't know, man. I don't see I I don't see myself rolling out either of these pitchers. And I honestly don't see myself as weird as that says as weird as that sounds like to stack anybody from this game. I think it could be a low scoring affair, just like we kind of saw yesterday. And I, I, if I'm going to take some shots, it's going to be on Lindor and it's going to be on Ramirez on the Cleveland side. I'd, I'd like the value over there, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm shying away, man. Uh, I'm, I'm really staying away. All these Twins bats are just too expensive for me. If you want to go completely contrarian, I bet you you'll get the Twins. You want to stack Twins against Carrasco just to see if he really is broken. I think you can get low ownership with all of them just because of their price like you're not getting well, a discount i'll on tell you what you, you're getting a discount on the FanDuel side on some twin bats because you're getting nelson cruz at 3-3 rosario at a manageable 4-1 crone at 3-5 sano at 3-6 yeah, so middle of that order on the world. again it's very site specific lately with certain games i will take the twins lineup on FanDuel. 
I will take Martin Perez on DraftKings as a secondary pitcher at seven four. At seven four, yeah. I think that's a good enough investment that I will I will see what that's all about because I'll you know it, he's had a rough patch here. I'm hoping he writes the ship. I think the Cleveland lineup is still you know it's, it's still the Cleveland lineup even though I liked it yesterday. It was because it was a rookie pitcher, yeah. and I think that I think it's very particular. I will I'll be out on the Indians today. I was in on him yesterday. I'm fickle. I'm fickle, Chris. I just I blow with the wind, and today it's Martin Perez only on DraftKings, and it's the Twins lineup only on FanDuel. I think you make that work. All right, let's go to Milwaukee. 8.2 for Jimmy Nelson returning on DraftKings. Yay, Jimmy Nelson's finally back, and it's June. Hooray, let's celebrate. He's 8.5 on FanDuel. He's taking on Sandy Alcantara. Now, look, I love Jimmy Nelson, but I'm not getting involved in him the first game back. I'm just not going to do it. Uh, Yelich all the way up to 6,000, by the way, in this game. It's <laughs> Alcantara on DraftKings. Just in case you're wondering how much he is today, he's a lot. I think that's lot. the first now, time, is it? I think that's the first bat we've seen at 6K. I, it's the first. I think so because I don't remember yeah. seeing it yet. But here you go, boy. You, you got uh, – yesterday you mentioned Travis Shaw, and he did have two hits yesterday. He did. And he was yeah. super cheap. He's just 2.8 on DraftKings when you're looking for guys – to build some lineups with today, especially with Morton being expensive and Sale being expensive, it's hard not to like him. Shaw, by the way, on FanDuel again, as Chris pointed out yesterday, he's just 2.2. It's the same as Carlos Gonzalez, who picked up two hits yesterday as well. Those are the two punt plays at the position. It may not be sexy, but, I mean, again, if you're just getting both of them at 2-2, two, two, it, it, it just allows you to do so much more with your lineup. If you want to get Yelich in there, that's how you do it, like, honestly. So, I, I'm with you. I like Jimmy Nelson as well, but his first start back and what is – well, what's his start in the majors? Five pitches, right? Yeah, yeah. He's probably gonna be somewhere on eighty-five pitches. Means you're gonna get into the bullpen a bit, which honestly, it's not good. I'm gonna go it on the Marlins side of the offense. Like yeah. I want the Marlins. I don't. It's not that I don't like the Brewers in this game. I, you know, Mustakas is. The problem is the Brewers. You, what you gotta pay? It's almost more than Colorado. I mean, I don't remember Nolan Arenado at six or Trevor Story at six. Michael no. Stockers is 5'6". That's what you pay for Nolan Arenado. He's not Nolan Arenado or Trevor Story. I know. Misak is 5'6". Thames is 5'1". Grandall, 5'1". Oh, as well. DraftKings, stop it. It's complete ludicrous. It is. And then you go over on the FanDuel side, like we talked about yesterday, the difference between Thames and, and you know, FanDuel and DraftKings, it's crazy. 3,000 oh, yeah. over on FanDuel. 3, Shaw, 2'2". Two, two. Grand Ball, I'll say what. There you go. And Arcia, too, who's been hot lately. He has been hot. At 2.7. So here you go. Ready? League-specific stuff, <laughs> site-specific stuff. We're going to go – I'll take the bottom of that order in Milwaukee to try to get some shares of this game, and I'll take the middle of the order in Miami on both sites because the middle of the order on both sites, uh, and I'm talking Cooper, Anderson, Castro, Ramirez again, those guys are definitely doable in both. And, again, I'm not trolling Jimmy Nelson. I love him as a pitcher. I just don't like the limits he's going to have in the first game back, especially in that ballpark. Yeah, this over-under has, has jumped up a little bit. It started at nine. It's nine and a half. So, I mean, we could see some runs, especially with Miami. You know, we just talked about them off the top. I mean, they're feeling it right now. They're making some good contact, and they're scoring some runs. And, yeah, like you said, Jimmy Nelson, he probably won't go long in this game. So, I think Milwaukee could be a contrarian GPP on DraftKings. But, Joe, I don't know how you fit them in. Like, I just don't yeah, know I don't how it's you. possible. I, I think it's whatever pitcher you end up using, unless you get real lucky, is going to screw you. Like, you know, I mean, there's another pitcher I love coming up and you might be able to make it work because you'd have, like, if you have enough of the Travis Shaw 2.2 guys, you could probably make it work with the net. It's two games from now. We'll talk about in a second. I want to talk about the Rangers first because you got Mike Miner against John Means. 
Uh, minor 9.6 on FanDuel, means 7.2 on DK. Pricing is a little different. Eight, uh, 5.8 for means 10.8 for Mike Minor. So here we go. Yesterday we got everything we wanted. Today are we double dipping into the Texas water again, Chris? I think so. I mean, we, we know Texas is not as strong against lefties, but e- even still, I mean, with these two pitchers on the hill, I think Mike Minor, I, I like him a little bit more to bounce back. Like he – he hasn't been as good lately as what he was in the start, but it hasn't been a pitch count thing with him. He's still, he's still, you know, getting there because injuries have really kind of slowed him down, but uh, he's the velocity is still strong with him. You know, I like some of these Baltimore bats against lefties. I mentioned Nunez yesterday. He didn't, you know, have a great day, but Hanser Alberto atop the order, especially on FanDuel. You look at him and he's two, four, um, you know, he was making things happen again yesterday. He's hitting four twelve against lefties. That's a league high average. So wow. um, atop the order, he's setting the table for some of these guys. Yeah, and, and Dwight Smith, I know it's a lefty-lefty matchup, but he's been red hot too. Um, look, it's, I think there's some love here in this game. I don't love it as much as yesterday. Yesterday was like the perfect storm. Yeah. And boy, it's better bored. pitchers on the board here tonight. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, on both sides. Yeah. On both sides. Means I have a little bit more respect for too. Um, you know, it's, it's tough. I think Elvis Andrews is the most appealing guy to me on the Rangers side of things if I'm going to one-off this game, but yep. again, it's, it's so tough to like choose been good. And you, and you think Odor is starting to turn a corner, but it's the lefty lefty matchup. Mazzara lefty lefty matchup. Like it's, it's not great, it, it, but I do like, I do like Nunez and Alberto. Those are the two that stand out for me. Some value on FanDuel as well. All right. Now, last time I was all over this guy, he was in Colorado and he was money and now he's on the road and I'm going down there again. It's Ramon Marquez, 10.3 on DraftKings, but Chris, but Mm-hmm. On FanDuel, just 9000 again. He's always cheap on FanDuel, and this time he's out of Colorado. He's taking on you, Darvish. I think this is an imminently winnable game. All he's got to do is figure out Bryant Rizzo and Baez. I know that's asking a lot, but I think Marquez can do that. And after that, it's Gonzalez, it's Caratini, it's Hayward, it's, it's, Hulse. it's Russell. It's, Hulse. it's doable. Hulse. Yeah, so, Hulse, Hulse and lineups. Yeah, so for me, Herman Marquez tonight, 100% on the FanDuel side. He is my favorite return on investment pitcher. Line Star app loves it too. Uh, he is in the top five there in terms of return on investment pitchers. Uh, I don't, I just, I love it. It's so good. <laughs> I just, I just want all the Herman Marquez shares today I possibly can have. I love Marquez, man. He, he needs to get more credit. Big he strikeouts, really man. Come yeah, on. big strikeout guy. Crazy good swing and miss stuff. Yeah, I mean, if you guys are not aware of the numbers, we'll just go over them again quickly. Last year, 2.95 ERA away from home. That was over 100 innings and a 4.74 ERA at home. And then this year, it's been much of the same so far. 4.93 ERA at home in 42 innings and in 43 innings on the road, a 2.08 ERA. Opponents are hitting 167 against him on the road compared to 314 at home. So don't be afraid that it's the Cubs. I like Marquez as well. Now, look, Darvish was better, certainly, his last time out. He, he's been – Another guy who's kind of starting to turn the corner, yeah. He is. So, I'm, I, you know, this could, be a, this could be one where, you know, I, you know, I don't know if it's crazy, but yeah. – It's still <laughs> the know. walks for me, though. Like, he's still walking, guys. Yeah. Like, he may not be giving up, like, three walks, two walks, three walks, six, five, four, three, four. Like, those are his walks in his game log. He's 6.05 walks per nine. Yeah, and that is a lot, and I and I think that's certainly troublesome too. But you also want to look at who some of those matchups that he had when he's going against you know those teams where he's starting to turn things around. So we'll try to take a look at this real fast because St. Louis, which is a good lineup, uh, the Phillies, which is not a great lineup, the Cincinnati Reds, 
a good lineup. So, I mean, there's some good wins in there. Um, yeah. The Marlins, not, not a great lineup, but opportunistic at times. But I, I, I think there's going to be some tournament U Darvish shares tonight out there. I'm going to stay a little safer. I'm going to go on the Marquez side. I just believe in Marquez more, and they're not that far away in price. So let's get to Chris Sale here. Chris Sale, 11-5 against the Royals. I mean, there's every reason why this is going to be heavily owned. That's the FanDuel price. The DraftKings price, you're getting a discount, 10-6 for Sale. Now, Marquez, by the way, is 10-3, so significantly more. You Darvish, by the way, just because they didn't really close that out. You Darvish is 7.1. So you're going to see a lot more You Darvish on DraftKings tonight. And I don't think that's wrong. As a secondary pitcher at 7-1, he's probably that guy, Chris, that you can pair up with Morton or Paxton and make it work. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't, so, I, don't, I don't love it as much, but a tournament second pitcher, I like that a lot more. I don't love it. I don't love it either, especially against Marquez, because I think it's the, the chances for a win have gone down significantly for him. Mm-hmm. But I get it from a lineup-building standpoint. Now, Chris Sale, on the other hand, 11-5 on FanDuel. Does that put you out, or you think you could still make it work tonight? Uh, I still, I, I think he can make it work still because there's just so much value over on that site. Like it's, it's probably pretty easy actually to put together a lineup with Chris sale. Um, you know, the, and the Royals, they, they don't strike out a ton, but against lefties, they're top 10 in, in terms of strike. Well, and they rate. also got Hunter Dozier out of that lineup too. Who's been very good for them this year. A little very, slowed very down good. a little bit lately, but still, you know, yeah. taking him out of the middle of that order there, it's a little bit more exposed for sure. Yeah, and, and Nicky Lopez hasn't been that great. The first week he was making contact, he hasn't been that great. The lefty-lefty matchup, he's, he's never seen a guy like Chris Sale before in his life. <laughs> no. And then you got, you know, Martin Maldonado and Billy Hamilton. There's just so many free outs there for, for Chris Sale. And then you add it to the fact that the Red Sox are going up against Jake Junis. So, I mean, it's – there's no reason – there's, like, obviously the Red Sox are heavy, heavy favorites here um, this afternoon. They're minus 250 on the road. I mean, that doesn't happen very often. So, um, yeah, to answer your question, I could definitely get by with <laughs> on, on Fandle. And I'll probably just – honestly, I'll probably pivot between him and, and James Paxton. Like, that's probably the way I'll go on Fandle in the majority of my lineups and want to get some Marquez in there and some shares of him in tournaments, maybe Martin Perez, but – um, other than that, like I definitely have, don't have a problem spending up for sale tonight. Uh, speaking of guys I want in my lineup tonight, there's a guy who's getting a ton of multi-hit games lately. He's still not hitting for any power. Like the home runs are still not there. But against Dakota Hudson tonight, Joey Votto, FanDuel 2.9. Another yeah, one of these guys. I noticed him too. Yeah, that's another one of these guys where, look, I, I understand it might not be Joey Votto where he used to hit home runs and all that, you know, all, all those many two years ago where he used to hit home runs. Uh, but on FanDuel, especially, it was just 2.9. I don't see how you don't want a share of him tonight uh, as another one of those lineup builders that lets you go up to these big pitchers. I think it's responsible. He's just hitting the ball all over the place. And, look, if power's not the game anymore, that's fine. Give me multi-hits. Give me, you know, some some walks, some RBI, and I think I'm still happy there. This Reds lineup in general against Dakota Hudson tonight is priced really well. It's very, very friendly. Winker's just 2.5. Dietrich's at 3. Joey Votto at 2.9. We get 2.8 for yeah. me. I'm looking at this and like, that's a, that's a lot of respect for Dakota Hudson. A lot of respect and <laughs> a ton. Joey Votto has four, what he's got four multi-hit games in his last eight and hits in seven of those eight. So yeah, you're right to be on him. And you look at Dakota Hudson and you look at his splits and so far lefties are slashing 350, 438, 617 with a 435 Woba. Eight of the nine home runs he's allowed this season have come against lefties. Votto, you know, Dietrich's going to be in that lineup, and, and Winker is a good call from you. So those three, 
you could do uh, a, it's a very affordable stack. I mean, that's the thing with sale over on FanDuel. You could easily get in some reds with sale and still have room for a top price bat. Yeah. Yeah. FanDuel is just way more user friendly today. Yeah. Uh, DraftKings a little tougher because that secondary, you know, when DraftKings secondary pitcher market isn't great, it forces you to take chances on like we talked about Vargas or you Darvish or things you might not be in love with but there's opportunity for, and that's tougher. That's significantly harder. Two games left here. We've got the A's and Angels again. Uh, Cam Bedrosian uh, and Daniel Megden will start this one, and then Brad Peacock and Mike Leak. Now, Peacock, 9.6 on DK. He kind of fits in that secondary pitcher market a little bit, uh, but he's 8.6 on FanDuel. Mike Leak is very hittable, so I will be willing to go to, uh, like, Michael Brantley's just 3.9 on FanDuel tonight. Uh, some of the other guys to um, Bregman's 4.3 is doable. Uh, unfortunately, you know, we're still waiting for Altuve to come back still. Yeah. And on the DK side, I think they're too expensive. So it's more of a fan play for me. Uh, anything else in these last couple games here? Because uh, do you, we want to go back to the well too with Chris Davis at three, nine and Matt Olson at three, eight, because on DraftKings, those guys are super cost effective. Yeah. We're, I mean, we've been just pumping FanDuel values, pumping the A's, you know, baby. All, all, you know, all day, but I think you, there's some definite value with Olsen and, and Chris Davis on, on DraftKings. Now Felix Painter will get into this game and he's actually been pretty good. You know, ever since he's not played that first inning, it's like, having to face an order the third time around has really gotten to him but nonetheless he's been he's been better but even still like the flaws with him is a 37 percent fly ball rate a 40 a 40 percent hard hit rate so guys like Olsen Davis and Chapman uh, I'm going to be in on that meat of the order those two three four hitters for sure you want to you know add Piscotti I think you actually could do that as well Derek Fisher's been pretty good atop the order for the Astros. Again, more value on FanDuel than DK. And Mike Leak, you're right, he's a contact guy. No, no team in baseball has given up more hits than the Seattle Mariners. And it's actually not even close. I think it's like 50 more than the second-place team in Baltimore. So you can get just some shares. Maybe it's Miles Straw. Maybe he gets into the, gets into the lineup over on FanDuel. He's another free square. He's 2-3. He had three stolen bases the other day, three hits. Derek, but Derek Fisher atop the order is a, is a pretty good play. All right, so from a betting standpoint, what are we looking at tonight, Chris? What's floating your boat? Yeah, we'll start up up, up at the top uh, if you want to get in some action in the afternoon. I think he just continued to ride the Dodgers, guys. I mean, they're one of the hottest teams in baseball on the road. Don't worry about it. Um, you want to get on in Washington. Uh, you know, the more I thought about it, Hannibal Sanchez and the Nationals, I kind of feel in them this afternoon. The Braves on the road. The Yankees, I think he can take by more than a run with James Paxton as well. Charlie Morton. Um, I, I like Tampa on the road there. I, you know what? Do you think under in San Fran and, and Mets eight and a half? Kind of feel that. <sighs> it's it's a little risky, but it I'm kind of risky. I'm, I think it's worth the risk, but it's risky. It might be worth the risk. Uh, Scared we'll, money don't make money, as my friends Benny right. Ricciardi likes to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And then a couple upsets, a couple road dogs here. Let's go with the Reds on the road, and let's go with Oakland on the road. All right, so. That brings us to our favorite segment, going yard and calling our shot. So, Chris Meany, you're up first today. Where are you going to call your shot? Who is leaving the ballpark? I'm going to go to New York. I'm going to go with the Yankees, and I'm going to go with Glaber Torres against Trent Thornton. All right, very good. So, Glaber Torres for you, that is a good one. Certainly uh, certainly kind of pronouncing his dominance there. I think that's, that's a solid one. I am going to go out west. And I'm going to say this guy gets back on track, and I'm going with Crush Chris Davis. That's right. That's a good Chris Davis. Chris Davis with a K. I think it's time. He's been back a couple days now. It's time for him to shake the dust off. 
and uh, go yard there, and I think he can do it. So there you go. Davis and Torres are our guys tonight. We shall see if we're right or wrong. We'll be back again tomorrow as always. If you love the show, subscribe uh, everywhere. You can listen to podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Google. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, whatever. Absolutely Johnny's, Johnny's podcast. Platform. Yes. Johnny. Johnny's podcast platform. Well, everything. We're all over the place. Make sure you subscribe. Great and review us too. Make sure you're getting that Lion Star app as well. Football season is around the corner. Get familiar with it now. That way, by the time summer ends, you are ready to rock and roll come NFL too because Lion Star does it the right way. You can follow us on the Twitter machine at Lion Star app, at Joe Pizapia17, and at Chris Meany. And that's it for us. So we'll be back again tomorrow. I know it's Thursday, but we will be here. So there's nothing else left for us to do today except step out of the on-deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizapia and Chris Meaney.